Hello, and thank you for joining us for How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like, you really never saw The Taking of Deborah Logan? Or, come on, you never watched Election? Or, how have you not seen Casino Royale? Hello again, and thank you for joining us for How Have You Not Seen? I'm your co-host, Caroline Thompson. I am Carson Betts. I'm the other co-host. And this is a movie podcast where each week we pick one of our favorite movies that the other hasn't seen. Uh, we talk about it. Then we go and watch the movie. And we talk about it again. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. So I wish I wish that we had the budget for music because I would just play 777 by Silk Sonic and just like... Get really y'all y'all on the Silk Sonic train? No, no, no I whatever. wish I was. It's fine. But... You know, it sounds cool and zoomery. Great, it is. It is because I'm a zoomer. I guess I don't know. You're a cusp. You're a cusp. Um, oh God, and I hate it. <laughs> you're a. Are you a Pisces? Are you the tail on the Pisces? So you're, I don't you're know. A, you're a Pisces sun zoomer cusp. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I've never. Oh, hated we're both something Pisces. More. We are both Pisces. We are yeah. both Pisces. I'm at the oh, very no. beginning. Oh, you're at the very oh, end. Oh, my <laughs> hair. It's parting down the middle. Do you see it? <laughs> That's not important. What is important <laughs> is Carson. Yeah. How the hell have you not seen Casino Royale? Uh, I have an admission, which is that I have never seen any James Bond film all the way through. Wait, I've never, well, I've never seen any, any at all. Any, any. Not one. Not one. I definitely watched like, uh, what was the, the, was it Pierce Brosnan in the late nineties, early aughts? Yeah, yeah, poor Craig. Yeah. I definitely watched like one or two of his at like sleepovers in middle and high school, but like never, like I never really was paying attention. They were just kind of on. That's so uh, funny. Yeah. So I, I that is a giant gap for me, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna fill it. We're gonna fill my gap. Well, um, that is great news because that is a lot of fucking. That's a lot of fucking movies. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. well, <laughs> Corey, write a note. If we are ever, uh, if we're ever scratching our head for a film, just, we'll just throw in a James Bond or mm-hmm. six. I love it. We can um, do, yeah. If we need to do a Patreon series, we can just be like, ah, I guess Sean Connery Bond. Sure. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that having been said, uh, Carson, what do you know about Casino Royale? Um, I, I, I think, is it, um, is the villain in this one, Daniel Craig, obviously. This is the beginning of the Daniel Craig Bond run, which just concluded with No Time to Die. Uh, is this Javier Bardem is the bad guy? That is incorrect. That is okay. Skyfall. Uh, okay, okay, okay. And okay, but this is the thing with this bad guy that when he lies, he cries blood. Did I make that up? Um, I, It's been a moment. I don't... I don't know if it's when he lies, but he okay. there, there, there he is, does cry does blood. He does cry he is, blood. Yes. He is so, like Jesus Christ uh, in that he cries blood. Yeah. That's okay. All right. The last time I watched cool. Casino Royale was when, like, right before No Time to Die came out. And I was mm-hmm. like, it was like a work from home movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have watched it very recently. And all of the, the pew pew, explosion, explosion parts, I like remember pretty clearly but some of the some of the finer points of dialogue are are, are, are a bit hazy some of the parts where you know a guy cries blood <laughs> kind of right over your well head. no but that's the same thing is i remember he does cry blood but like okay. i can't i can't why remember for what reason why okay. yeah so this is like i mean it's like bond has to he has a mission in las vegas and he does some cool gambling and my assumption is he orders some martinis uh in a in a absolutely crazy way you should not shake martinis is something i recently learned oh yeah uh, no, no no yeah no it's bruises the gin it's there's no point to it uh but and he does some cool hijinks and there's pew pews and explosions and I'm trying to think i remember who the who the bond girl is i don't think i can well you will find that out i guess i'll find out movie. yeah i think that that's i think um, that's all that i know i think that's wonderful. all I know. well if that is all you know um 
are you and one 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 point of of order um mm. it's not vegas but that's fine it's okay a, it's a beautiful european casino but still mm. uh yeah that's fine the 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 film centers around casinoing okay um, with that being said are you ready to go into our little game yeah, let's do it. I'm, I, you, you texted us about this last night, and I've been excited yes, ever wonderful. since. Well, so um, as has been, if you've been following the season, the podcast, last season I won in terms of who had the most points across the season. Mm-hmm. This this season so far, I am brutally in the hole. Yeah, I've been I've been whipping ass. As, I uh, am brutally in the hole. Yeah. So I thought much like. Much like the stakes of Casino Royale, which are uh, dependent on gambling and are uh, oh my god dependent on um, dependent largely on um, fate from cards and whatnot. I have a similar game that um, I'm just gonna call uh, Bond Trivia Texas Hold'em. It's not a good name. We'll we'll workshop it. Okay. All right. But the way this is gonna go, Carson. Mm-hmm is I have three facts about this film, Casino Royale. Okay. And um, all of which are facts, uh, phrased in the form of trivia. There's no deception going on here. Okay. And I am going to bet a number of points that you are not going to know them. And you can, you can match my bet and give an answer. You can raise my bet and say, oh, no, I fucking know this. I raise you two points. Or you can, or you can fold. And Ugh. just not uh, risk not gaining any points on that question. Are you ready? Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. And uh, producer Corey, this is taking from our real point count. That is my. <laughs> okay. This, this is, is we are legal. Our real this point. is legal. Okay. Because Mama needs a win. This is how have you not seen canon? This is not. Yes. This is not <laughs> how have you not seen Legends? The Ultimate Universe. It's not. No. It's <laughs> canon. All right. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So Carson. Hmm. Starting starting the betting small for one point. I will bet mm-hmm. you one point mm-hmm. that you cannot name the director of Casino Royale. Fuck. The director of Casino Royale. I'm gonna, you know, I'll call and say Sam Mendes. Excellent, excellent. You mm-hmm. uh, called, and that is wrong. Damn. Okay. Sam Mendez uh, comes on for Skyfall. <sighs> okay. All right. Comes on. At I Skyfall. knew he was on one of them. Oh, um. Yep. So, uh, producer Corey, remove one of Carson's points <laughs> and put them on my my tally sheet. All right. Next game. Go to the go to the next one. Carson. <sighs> Fuck. Um. For two points, mm-hmm. I, I am wagering two points that you will not answer this question uh, correctly. Casino Royale, 2006, is not the first time this Bond story has been adapted to film. How many times prior has it been adapted? Hmm. Okay. It would make sense if it's like a first Bond story that maybe you've done that, you know, Ian Fleming wrote a shit ton of books, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, I'm just blind fucking optimism. I'm going to raise to three, and I'm going to say three. Carson, I am so sorry that is incorrect. Oh, fuck, okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Um, this is only the second time the story has been adapted. Damn it. It's only okay. been adapted once prior. So then he gets three okay. of your points. Or sorry, Caroline, you yeah. get three of his points. She gets three of mine. Yes. Yeah. Um, who? Okay. All right. And I'll lower the stakes on this one a little bit. Okay. Cause I was going to go one, two and three, but now that uh-huh. I've, now that you called that, I will, I will, I will lower my next bet. Okay. Do it to a poultry two points again, mm-hmm. but the aforementioned casino Royale um uh the aforementioned casino royale adaptation um is only one of two james bond films that are not within the mainline mgm you know connery all the way through craig okay. name the other one 
Uh, <laughs> um, it's called. Um, and I do uh, just, I do just want to remind you, you can fold. You don't. I know. I know. I. I think I got to fold. I'm yeah. already so far in the you hold. I don't know. <laughs> I fold. I fold. Put my cards down uh, now. Yeah. I, I've been saying mama needed a win. Mama just got yeah. a huge win. Um, yes. But uh, the, the uh, aforementioned film is called Never Say Never Again. I would have ne- never say never again. It was one of the few James Bond stories that um, had sold the licensing rights outside mm-hmm. of the giant MGM That's gets so all of weird. the bond. Um, yeah. So like through a weird, I think it might've been a weird uh, Dino De Laurentiis, like, I own the rights to yeah. shit. I think it might have been mm-hmm. a De Laurentiis thing. I could be wrong about that, but like, it is just one of those things where like somebody else had the rights, and they were just like, "We've got all this fucking, we've we've got this the rights to this James Bond story, mm-hmm. and like those movies are popular, so like let's just do our own." And it was one that actually brought back Connery, like totally, like they they just called him up and they're like, "Hey, like." you haven't done bond in 20 years but we've got the rights to this bond story we'll give you a fuck ton of money if you do yeah. this one and That's he was very like, interesting he was like okay and so um it is now i believe mgm has purchased that film so if you find it now it does have mgm branding and i do believe mm. that they distribute it now however it was made completely outside of the like connery like more Dalton, all of them. Yeah. So when they start MGM Plus, their new streaming service, it'll be on that. It will almost certainly be on that. Okay. Well, good. Which actually, you want to know the saddest thing in the world? Huh. Amazon owns MGM. Really? Yeah. Doesn't that fucking suck? That sucks. That means that Amazon owns James Bond in The Wizard of Oz. That makes me That's, so angry. Oh, that makes me so angry. Uh, uh, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that so anyway, much. I, this is can I fun- just, yeah, go ahead. Before we go on, I do just want to put up, I really, I am one of, I think probably many people that is pulling real hard for Dev Patel to be the next Bond. Oh, yes. That would be cool. Dev Patel Bond would be fucking dope. That would be very cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, he is, uh, God, I forget the term. Um, he's a handsome British man, and that's really all you need. Yeah, Carson, my bit was going to be, I forget the term, he's a, a really good actor. But <laughs> Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you jumped on my, you jumped, you jumped on there, so. Yeah, yeah no, uh, Dev Patel rules, and um, is great in The Green Knight, and mm-hmm. I uh, think that, yeah, I think yeah. he would be yeah. wonderful. That having been said, Carson, are you ready to go watch Casino Royale? I am so ready, yes. Wonderful. Well, then, in that case, we are going to go watch Casino Royale, and we will talk to you guys after the break. And we are back. We are back. All right. So I'm sorry, but at the top, I do need to start with something ridiculous. I'm I'm sorry. I mean, it wouldn't be this podcast. Uh, look, it wouldn't. Okay. So I don't know anybody who's listened to last week's episode. You know that there is this dangling prop plot thread that you didn't know about, which was my coffee tasted terrible because I'm pretty sure that my cashew milk was expired, and we're gonna we're gonna solve that right now. So, because uh, take a drink, we record these out of order. So we're recording these two in order. But yeah, but like. We're just recording them back to back. But like within two different weeks, whatever. Sure. Can I read to you the expiration date on this carton of cashew milk? Okay, for, for the listener at home, it is currently May the 7th. It's May the 7th. When we are recording this Which episode. is going to make this first number hit pretty hard. 04, 22, 22. Okay, so like oh, a week and a half. Let's get, a, let's get a whiff of that. Nope, bad. Oh. Okay, there she is. There's our girl. Oh yeah, the twenty-two is um is one day over two weeks ago. So yeah, so that's um so yeah, I drank expired cashew milk earlier. Uh, so if I start like acting weird and loopy because like somebody poisoned my Vesper martini, oh. I'm having a heart attack and I need to be defibrillated in a cool. Was he in the, he wasn't in the Aston Martin at that point, but in a cool car. That's yeah, why the, the issue, Carson, is uh, I hope that the I hope that the um, I hope that the wire on your defibrillator has not been cut because um, I'm we're in different cities. So if, yeah, uh, you can't you can't pop the wire back in. Yeah, I okay. can't I can't run over and and get you and push the button for you. So I got I got. Can I give you my one word review of Casino Royale? 
Um, is it good? Uh, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing about this movie. Pretty cool. It's pretty fucking cool. It's pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah, this thing is, we don't have a game to get back to, so let's just fucking, let's just get into it. Um, this movie's just, like, really cool. That's, like, I, I, I feel bad going into this conversation because at the end of the movie, I was like, fuck, I have, like, no big thoughts about this thing other than, yeah, it was really cool. Like, that's my big thing. Yes. And I think, too, like, watching this movie back, because this is the now the only James Bond film you've ever seen, right? Yes, this is my first. Okay, um, cool. So it is that thing of, like, I am by no means, like, a Bond aficionado. I think I have seen, like, one or two from all of the Bonds. I've probably mm-hmm. seen more Connerys other than, other than the Craigs. Yeah. Actually, I've only seen two of the Craigs. I've only seen this and Skyfall. Mm. Um, so I'm by no means an aficionado, but um, I do think that um this film plays with what james bond is in a way that is so good and i still feel is incredibly relevant and ages pretty fucking well okay i guess this is something i wanted to talk about because and i'm sure that my opinion on this is gonna be weird because like i've this is my first james bond film at least the first that i've seen all the way through i think there were probably a few like on at parties when i was a kid or whatever that i don't really have like a great memory of sure but like any you know movie watcher any person who is interested in pop culture in you know the quote-unquote western world like I know who James Bond is. I know his deal. Like, I know so much of that shit has, like, gotten into me through cultural osmosis that I was watching this and, you know, even just reading, like, the taglines about the movie, stuff about it on Wikipedia, and kind of the text of the film. Because this is supposed, I mean, this is, like, a hard reboot. It's not just, oh, there's a different guy playing the character. It's, like, the beginning of the movie is, like, he gets his license to kill. He's a double O now. Like, he's he's double O eight seven. He's He's a cool agent from I-6 now. This is like the beginning of Bond's career. And I'm like, wait, this is like a more early career, vulnerable James Bond. This guy is steel, like steely as shit and like super cool and great at everything. Like, wait, what? Is he yes. better and cooler and more steely in all the other ones? No, no. But this is the thing is like, so this film kind of beats the Dark Knight to the punch by two years um, in that it is like, Okay, if we strip, if we strip away all of the years of like, you know, okay, his gadgets need to get crazier, his like whatever, whatever. Okay. Like, his gadgets need to get crazier. His cars need to have more like jetpacks on them. Like the, he has to go to space, which he does in mm. Moonraker. Um cool. James Bond goes to space. Um, you know, and it's it's that thing of like if we strip away all of that like super techie high sci-fi nonsense and like you know, if we strip away all the hard genre nonsense and we distill this thing down into a fucking like gritty, grounded, real film. Okay. Who is James Bond? That's the and movement. I think all right. This movie is doing um weirdly. I mean, and I think you know, I it's weird, but I do think Batman is a very good kind of like analogy for this because it is the probably the only other character that has been rebooted on screen with a new actor as many times as James Bond has. Yeah. And it is that thing of like, you know, let me see. When did when did Doctor No come out? Um, Doctor No came, comes out in 1962. Mm-hmm. The first theatrical Batman film comes out in 1966. And like, unlike Batman, James Bond is continuous and never kind of breaks. But it's like, you know, you have new guys playing the same character in all of the different eras, and you kind of see how the time, like the 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 zeitgeist, so to speak, kind of like manifests in those films. And I think with this film in particular, it is like, it is very The Dark Knight in that like, okay, if this guy exists in the real world and he still has to order a weird martini and he still at one point has to say Bond, James Bond, and he still has to like meet beautiful exotic women and have sex with them in cool mansions. You know what I mean? Like these things still need to happen. But what does that look like if we are not trying as hard as we can to make it look cool okay how does that look in real life and i think that a thing 
to compare it to another Batman, the Robert Pattinson, what we kind of talked about in that is like, I like this film because um, a lot of on-screen Batman is, gee, wouldn't it be super fucking cool to be Batman? Like, let's mm-hmm. see how that would be. And the Robert Pattinson Batman, and we talked about this too on yeah. over on Patreon mm-hmm. um, with Mask of the Phantasm, it's kind of like the best Batman stuff is talking about how broken and fucked up someone would have to be in order to, to become be Batman. Batman. Yeah. And I think that this film does that really well with James Bond. And it's just kind of like, in order to be James Bond, you have to be this weird, sad, broken individual. And yeah. like, oh, and it's, and it's so heartbreaking. And this film is even so much more heartbreaking on rewatch when you know she dies. Yeah. Because it's like, as soon as they finish like the, the bit with Mads Mikkelsen, as soon as like Lashif is like out of the picture, mm-hmm. And you have that, like, it's like a, like a 90 or like a 30 minute coda probably. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, it's, oh, I looked at the timestamp and I was like, is this movie over? Oh no, no. Okay. And it's like, it is that thing of like, as soon as you, like they kind of set up the happy ending. And as soon as you get it to, as soon as they like are on that boat in Venice, you're just like, fuck. You're just like, I know she does double cross them a little bit. Or mm-hmm. I know they, she does double cross them a little bit, but also like they have leverage on her, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, the fucking elevator scene kills me. Mm. It's a cool scene. It's, it's a cool scene. She drowns, that he does the does the fucking it's funny because she saved him by restarting his heart and she could he couldn't save her. Nope. Yeah, exactly. By restarting. It's a good I know, parallel. I know, it's a good parallelism. It's a great um, parallel. I'm glad you picked up on that. It was the kind other, of obvious, but yeah, also I mean, like, it's it really is, fucking it's obvious. Extremely effective. It's not that deep of a movie, but like that is the uh that that I will say that elucidates a lot of it. That makes sense. Cause it it's not like he has a pen that turns a guy blue or a shoe that he <laughs> hits you with the shoe and it makes you do a fart like he doesn't have a cool <laughs> like a cool <laughs> bunch of shit but like yeah i mean it, it is the other thing that i thought that was like kind of funny where i'm watching this bond movie and it's like all right and now he's 007 he's just begun his career and then two-thirds of the movie he's like you know what i think i'm done being 007 i think this is this is it this is the end and i was like is this should that, shouldn't that be like the last one? And then it's like, no, he gets dragged back in because of course. Well, and I, I mean, I think that's, I think that's like, I think that is a very cool setup for like, we are entering a new era of James Bond because I think too, like a, a way that this film is very well, um, very well, like self-enclosed, it is its own thing but also is playing with the uh, the conventions of like the film series in a really cool and I won't even say interesting way because it's both like extremely obvious, but it's so effective is he doesn't say Bond, James Bond until the end so, of the fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, and it's pretty and cool so when he does like, it. So it's like, it's like you're waiting the entire time because like he's going around the casino and people keep asking him who he is. And like, you know, he keeps, he keeps meeting people mm-hmm. and like, they're always like, oh, you must be this Mr. Bond I've heard about her. It's like, oh, who are you? And he just plays it cool and like whatever. And it's like, it is that thing of like, it's the very end when he delivers it. And then it is also that thing of like, it's a, it's a very good self-encapsulated origin story because it's like the kind of thesis of this film is like, this is all of the shit you would have to go through into, in, in order to become a person who is as detached from reality as James Bond is. Yes. And it's so cool that it, like, it, it serves as a perfect introduction for Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. that last scene of, and then even just like that last line of just like, Bond, James Bond. It's like, like, thematically, James Bond now exists. Mm-hmm. We have established like Daniel Craig is now James Bond because we, as we all know, like assuming these things go well, he's going to do it for almost twenty more years. Yeah, and he yeah. has. And then it's that thing too of like you've been waiting for him to say this this entire fucking time because you think you know how these movies work, but you mm-hmm. don't. But also you kind of do. Yeah, he is great. The only other time he like says it, and it's another again. It's just, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's just like man that was cool um which is again based upon what i've gathered about james bond is like that's what you that's the main thing you want out of james bond is for it's it's this guy and he's british and he's gonna do some cool stuff like that's that's the the ideal um but like when he goes to the hotel and he checks in and they have the whole scene in the car about like this is mi6 gave us these like elaborate backstories and he's kind of flirting with eva green a little bit through it and then they immediately and they're all ready to do she's all ready to do the elaborate backstory and then they walk up to the counter and he's like, yeah, my name is James Bond. It's 
Thunder Beach, but uh, my name, my personal name, James Bond, just so you know. And she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, dude, he knows. Like, we're not, we're not pulling one over on the international villain here. Like, yeah. And in a lazier movie, that's where he says Bond, James Bond. Yeah, exactly. Well, oh, in the, is another thing I was kind of thinking about, but like, if this movie was made like five years earlier, like in the midst of like the Brian Singer X-Men period where everything had to be like, we're not going to do the, we're not getting to give you the cool stuff about this property that you actually like. We're going to kind of make fun of it. Like that would have been the moment where he said Bond, James Bond. And then she's like, what the fuck? But you know, um, but another thing I was kind of thinking about like real early, basically once you get to in the credits, I saw there was a guy who was credited for like three running stunts. And I went, oh yeah, this is like when everybody was really obsessed with parkour. I bet you there's a big parkour scene in this. And there was a big parkour scene in this. It was pretty cool. Um, But it does feel to the point of like this beating Batman Begins to the punch. Every movie that came out, because we've talked about this to death, like the way that Dark Knight kind of changed the action movies. But like every movie that came out in the mid-aughts either feels to me like it came out in the year 2000 or in the year 2010. And there's like kind of nothing in between. And this feels so much. It's better than a lot of those 2000 movies, but it just the color palette and the way it's shot, it feels so fucking like, feels very Jason Bourne. It feels very, especially those first couple scenes feel very influenced by like Paul Greengrass and like those quick cuts and the kind of washed out color palette and like all that stuff. Does that track for you or am I stupid? No, no, I, I almost wholeheartedly disagree. Okay, interesting, interesting. Because <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like when I think of Jason Bourne, I think of, because I mean, this film is super saturated and it is very warm. And it's like mm-hmm. there's, uh, in that ear- in those early scenes, like where he's in, you know, I, I'm, I forget where it is, but seemingly Africa. Yeah. Um, it's very warm and it's very, and like the camera is so, the camera in this thing is so deliberate. And it is so it is. sweeping. And like yeah. when I think of Jason Bourne, I think of the almost, you know, the almost uh, documentary style shaky cam. Yeah. That like that like punctuates those fight scenes, which is very cool. But there's a lot of that in the beginning of that. What turns? I mean, by the end of that chase scene, by once you get to like the free running on the big pole on the like the big lift over the town, and they're fighting on the pole. Yeah, it's these big wide shots. But up until then, I'm like, there's a good amount of little. A little shaky camp quick cuts going on here. I don't think it's here. shaky though. I th- okay. I'm not I saying I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's like completely ripping off Jason Bourne. I'm saying there is some some Bourne influence. There's a little bit of Bourne maybe. in this Bond. I think there's just a little bit. Not okay, like I mean fun. that's probably fair. I think maybe like tonally in terms of that, it's like really hard boiled and very yes. tongue in cheek. Yes. Um, I, I I I might I might give you that, but yeah, and I mean this this movie just fucking rules yeah it's just like cool like that is a really good action cool. movie yeah um and it's just like i don't know i i hate to be this bitch but like you can tell watching this like, i watched this on blu-ray and like mm-hmm. you can tell this bad boy is shot on film mm-hmm. and it looks yeah it's got the grain excellent. yeah it looks excellent and like the color grading on it is flawless it's good it's not my favorite i will say me as a person it is not my favorite way for a movie to look but it it i do recognize that it is not bad Oh, I love the way it looks. I prefer I prefer a little bit of a little bit of cool color there to kind of balance the warm. I I kind of looking at it, I'm like, but ah, Carson, it my eyes. Carson, yeah. you know where the cool color comes in? Mm-hmm. In James Bond's fucking eyes, my that's, dude. That's true. He does that's the thing cool is, is he's eyes. always on the beach with yeah. like this like this blown out, beautiful, saturated, warm orange. Yeah, and the cut of coolness that you get is from his steely, steely blue. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Oh my God. The scene when he's on the beach, I literally out loud, I was like, this is just the coolest shit that you can put on film is like, it's a beautiful beach. There's a sexy woman riding a horse. There are children playing in the waves and they're so cute and so happy. We pan the camera, James Bond. He's so buff and so cool. And his eyes are so blue. Like, uh, and I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, yeah, no, it's great. Um, I, I, I regret to inform you that dudes rock. And um, <laughs> sometimes uh, men can be cool. Surprise! Thing about surprise. Daniel Craig is he's really cool. hot. The thing about Daniel Craig, oh, it's the thing about both him and Eva Green in this movie that I was watching. I was like, man, they both look so weird, but they're both really hot. Like they, no, have- yeah, they are both a little bit. I won't, they're a little bit 
not convention. They are very yeah. attractive despite not being super conventionally attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's um, the thing about in like, the way that James Bond and a quote unquote Bond girl typically yes, look. Yes, yes, they both look very European in a way which is like cool. Like yes. I remember, um, oh, this is I remember like I watched um, after I saw Knives Out, I rewatched Logan Lucky just because I was like, because I, I love Logan Lucky and I love Daniel Craig doing two weird Southern guy performances. And like in those two movies, Daniel Craig is like so weird looking, like purposefully they make him so weird looking. And then I was like, oh yeah, Daniel Craig, kind of a weird old man now. And then he was on SNL and like Daniel Craig next to the, especially no offense to the male cast of SNL, but like, especially next to the male cast of SNL. I'm like, God, this guy's the hottest person alive. Like he's just so attractive. Yeah, he's very hot. Yeah. Um, and I think he's a great choice for Bond. Ian. He he wears clothes well. He looks great in a suit. He, he looks, looks great completely looks naked great. tied to a chair. He looks great in a, oh, we got to talk about that. He looks great in a cardigan. Great in a cardigan. Yeah. It does that knives out too. But okay, so I will say, I laughed audibly very hard once I realized the, that the conceit of the Mads Mikkelsen is going to torture James Bond to get information out of him scene was, I'm going to repeatedly whack you in the dick. Yeah, it's, it's that thing so the, funny. Every time I watch it, it is, I, 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 uh, I feel myself internally going back and forth between this is the funniest thing I've ever seen and this is the most disturbing sucks. thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, like this sucks. and it Because it, 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 it would suck. It would fucking hurt. And it's like a, it is like he's trying to do like a sexual humiliation thing on him. And James Bond is like, nah, man, I'm James Bond. I'm too cool for that. You scratch my balls. Like, <laughs> like uh, The scene begins and it like, it immediately, it's like establishing shot, cut to fucking Le Chivre's goon, pops out a pocket knife because that's cool, cuts out the center of this chair. And I'm like, why is he cutting out the center of the chair? And then they're like, they're going to sit Bond on it. And I'm like, is the point initially I laughed at the idea of like, is the point of them cutting out the center of the chair just like, and now he's not going to be comfortable sitting in this chair. <laughs> but no, it was we need to have a good ball whacking spot. Uh yes. <laughs> oh, it sucks, but it is like really fucking funny. It does make me laugh. Um uh so Mads Mickelson, right? Guy, so good. That guy fucking rules. It's like He's and this is the kind of shit that like Mads is fucking effortless in this role. He's just like, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, he just has the fucking air of I am an international supervillain, and you're gonna pay attention to me. Like it's so fucking effortless for that guy, and he cries blood, which is I said he that does. in the first half. He fucking did. cool. He cries blood. He's got a weird eye, and like even like when he gets beaten up by the um. Like the 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 African dudes that he's like in the hole for, he's like still pretty cool and like pretty scary. Yeah, he's very scary. Um, he is very scary, and that brings up two things for me. Mm. One, because I, I'm thinking about Mads right now. Uh, I appreciate how sweaty yeah. uh, this movie lets lets its characters be oh, because yeah. it really adds, and it's like you don't see that that much anymore. Like, I feel like in the modern action blockbuster, they want their characters to seem so effortlessly cool and so, like, like perfect and put together that it's like you literally don't see them break a sweat. And there are several moments in this movie where both um, Mads and uh, Craig are just drenched in it. And yeah. it fucking rules. Yeah. Um, As a sweaty boy, I feel yeah. seen. Yeah. Thank yes. you, Corey. <laughs> um re- representation is important yeah um and then also going back to mads um a thing that's really fun is um if you do it right um poker and cards and gambling is a uh a, a, a very good tense thing to put on screen it's it's the thing that i thought about which i'll i'll, I'll say that the poker scenes are the ones that work the least for me but they're still cool because the thing that I th- midway through watching, I went, "Oh yeah, I have no fucking idea how you play Texas Hold'em." Like any, like really, any, I have no really? clue. I mean, oh, like okay. I know, well, I, do, I know. So well, therefore, no. Here's the thing: like I bad. know, I know, like a little bit. Like I get the idea of like you want. <laughs> I'm gonna sound so stupid. We talk about this a lot. I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast. But we talk about this a lot in real life, Caroline. How like I 
my brain is so resistant to gambling. Like I do not like gambling at all. Like I am, I have so many appetites for so many other things. Gambling, not my shit. And so like, I look at Texas Hold'em, I'm like, I know you want a pairsies and I know you want to get them all in the same color sometimes. But the same color, the same suit. Color means nothing. That's true. There are two suits of each color. What if, why aren't they all just th- four different colors? Wouldn't that be nicer? I don't know. But so then there are like these very, t- and it's like cool, like poker is cool. And like James Bond, like staring down the Shivra as he like looks at his cards. And it's like, oh, does James Bond know his tell? Like that shit is cool. But then like they start putting the cards out and the dealer's like full house, sevens in an ace. And I'm like, bro, I don't know what the fuck that means. Like literally yeah. the, the big scene where it's the twist and it's like, cause I guess the thing is that like LaShivra figure, like knows that Bond knows his tell. And so he purposefully does it to make it seem like he's, you know, bluffing. like he's bluffing. Yes. And then like, James Bond reveals his cards. I was like, oh, he won. And then it's like, no, big mistake. And I was like, what? Oh, wait, he didn't? Oh, oh, shit. He didn't. No, yeah. He didn't yeah. win. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know how poker works at all. I don't get it. Corey, do you know how poker works? I have no okay. idea how it works, but I was on pins and needles the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool scene, though. Okay, it, cool. So you kind of have the whole, the whole range of the spectrum here. Because yeah. I do know how poker works, and I do mm-hmm. think those scenes are good. Yeah, they're good scenes. Because they're, bit. they're just my least favorite, because the entire time I was like, what what happened? I don't I don't get it. Uh, wait. Yeah. Did he win? Did he? Oh, he won. Oh, okay, cool, 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 great. No, it's good. Texas Hold'em is the only, um, is the only form of poker I know how to play, but I also think it's the most cinematic, because, mm-hmm. like, because uh, if you're playing Texas Hold'em, like super briefly, the way it works is the five cards on the table, you then match with the two cards in your hand to try to, of the seven cards, try to put together the best five card hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, you always know at least two thirds of what your opponent might have. And so you are doing the mental math in your head of like, okay, like these five cards are on the table. Like what could my opponent possibly have that could be you know, that could be the five card hand that I am putting together in my head out of these seven cards. Sure. So it's it's very cinematic because you get to see both parties look at what's on the table and kind of size the other one up. Whereas with um with something more traditional like stud where they just deal you a hand and you have to just bet on whether or not you have the best hand, like you don't get to have that moment of like, oh fuck, there are two aces on the table. Like, does he have four aces? You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Um, which he did at one point, and that's fucking wild. And I know it's a scripted film, but pretty unlikely. And one thing I have to say, one thing I have to say that I really appreciate about this film that always surprises me when I watch it is that at no point does anyone cheat. Yeah. Yeah. Because so many films yeah. that revolve around cards, mm-hmm. somebody fucking cheats. Yeah. There's and a cheating part. I like that all of the tension between the two of them is just like who is better at playing poker. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a bit of a poker dick measuring contest, which they set up earlier in the film with the earlier guy where it's, yeah, that is true. Caroline. Now that I think about it, that is kind of wild, but like, like Mads is in the hole, like $150 million to a bunch of really bad dudes. And he's going to be killed in the worst possible way if he doesn't get it back, but he is not willing to cheat at poker. That is yes. like his honor is that he will not he cheat is willing, at poker. He is willing to murder his yeah. opponent so yeah. that he can win, but he does not cheat at yeah. the table. He'll let his girlfriend die. He'll fucking poison James Bond's martini. He'll do whatever, but he will not cheat. That wow, you know, hey, good guy, <laughs> What an honorable, uh, an honorable player. Wow. Uh, so yeah. could be another thing that I. Another, like, me having a dumb moment that I realized is during the scene when, you know, he orders the Vesper Martini. And then later he's like, I should name that. And in my head, because I, you know, I'm a, I, I just started bartending. I've been watching a lot of, like, bartending stuff. I'm trying to learn how to make drinks. And in my head I go, that's a drink. That's called a Vesper Martini. And I, went, I was like, wait a second, is her, name, is her name Vesper? Is that, like, the joke here? And then later he's like, I've named it the Vesper. And I'm like, 
yeah, bro, that's what it's called. And then I looked it up and it's like, yeah, the Vesper Martini got its name from the Ian Fleming book, Casino Royale. And I go, oh, oh, I was like, oh, it, so in this universe, it doesn't exist yet. Okay, all right. I thought that I was cleverer this, than this movie, but actually I was, I was not. Yes, no. Uh, hoisted by your own potato. Exactly, as they say. Um, also, which I have to say, a thing about a thing about that phrase. This has nothing to do with James Bond, mm. but um, significantly less fun when you actually know what it means. It's still fun to say, what? but it means like it means like blown away by your own canon. I always thought it meant like <laughs> getting like an ultra wedgie from yeah. those like old timey <laughs> leotard type. That's what I expected too. Oh, it's like a that's what I always like thought canon. it was. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's yeah, not as, I mean, it's like cool, less fun. It's, not as fun. it's still fun to say, but I, I always thought, I always envisioned some some little rascal running away and mm -hmm. accidentally super wedging themselves by their <laughs> like on a door guy. handle or whatever. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, uh, anyway, he, James Bond. Piece of advice: uh, Don't shake a martini. There's no point. There's no. No, yeah. There's no fruit juice in it. There's no. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. To, nothing. The thing about shaken. James Bond, Carson, is people have been saying that for seventy years. I mean, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that people would be like, yeah, that's stupid when you shake a martini. Yeah, and I think that's one of those things where it's like because everybody has been saying that for so long, the James Bond movies just do it even harder. Yeah, they're like, we're gonna we're gonna show you. By the time they get to No Time to Die, there's an uncut five minute long sequence of a guy shaking a martini just to show you how James. James likes it yeah well and that's another thing too that's another fun thing that's like um that is um what do you call it that where they where they play with it similar to the bond james bond is he orders the vesper martini he instructs them how to make it which yeah. is like, okay and then he goes away and, and makes it and then he comes back and he's just like a martini he goes shake it or stir it and he says do i look like i, I give a damn yeah, i don't give a damn yeah it was very cool very cool uh, uh i didn't know that jeffrey wright was in this movie Yes, yes. Always, always pleasantly surprised when my pal Jeff shows up. Always, it's always good. It's always a good time. Also, like he shows up, and I'm like, "There's no way that Jeffrey Wright's just." I mean, when he's initially at the poker game, it's like it's it's Craig, Mads Mickelson, a bunch of nobodies, and then Jeffrey Wright's also here. I'm like, "All right, well, there's something going on with this guy." And then when he's like, "Yeah, man, CIA," I'm like, "Oh yeah, cool." Yeah, I'm like, I want. Like, a I mean, he had done some stuff. But this was 2006, so he hadn't really like exploded yet. Like, I mean, he was he'd been in some. I mean, he'd been in a lot of shit. He was in like Ride with the Devil and stuff. No, um, yeah. But I'm uh, just saying that, like, um, yeah, he was not yet Commissioner Gordon. I was, but I also Correct. once he reveals that, I did think I was like, man, I'd love a James Bond spinoff that's about Jeffrey Wright, and it's like he's not as cool or as suave as James Bond, mostly because he's just like a boorish American, but he does have way more money and way more <laughs> access to stuff. So it's just like, cause that's by the time he's like, yeah, we're going to let like his whole deal. He's like, I'll get you back in the game, but you're going to let me bring this guy in. And he's like, you don't need the money. He's like, do I look like I need it? Like literally like the communication is like, it's America, bro. We got money. Like we right. don't worry about us. Like we will spend this money completely recklessly. You, unlike you, the, unlike British intelligence yes, will spend sure. their money. Very frugal and very, we're going to, we're so frugal. We're going to send an accountant along with our super spy just to make sure the money is spent well. Uh, but like he, yeah, his whole thing, he's like, look, man, do you, do, I kind of want him to be like, have you seen some of the shit the CIA has dumped billions of dollars into? This is nothing. This is a drop in the bucket, man. Uh, yeah. I do. The the him and Eva Green relationship, I do like because it is very cool and they are both very sexy. I, I do get hung up a little bit on the like, why did they send an accountant with them? That's so weird. Like, why, why is that a thing? But you know, it's it's cool. It doesn't matter because they're cool and sexy, and they kiss, and it's good. Yes, correct. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And it is like you know, I mean, even even like playing with the whole James Bond thing too is it's like you know, I I this is you know, I mean, the the quote unquote Bond girl, the Ava Green mm -hmm. character in this is um they do like fall in love mm -hmm. and of course she doesn't make it out of this movie which is you know classic a, a a more interesting way to play with the bond girl archetype which is typically like super sex pot who like is either like a, a rival spy or a rival spy's girlfriend who james bond like gets to nail because he's cool and he's james bond where like in this it's like no she's on his side and she actually has a lot to do with the plot and um they're actually like 
very emotionally intimate with one another. And um, it's like, you know, it does kind of set up like, well, the reason this guy never gets attached to the women is because the one time he did, uh, she died because he was a super spy. And yeah. therefore, like, and, you know, it's just it's just an interesting, like, play with that. Um, and I think it's, uh, I, I said this while I was watching it, but, like, you know, the first really, like, intimate act is when she's in the shower after seeing how horrifically violent he has to be. <laughs> yeah. And then he just goes and sits down with her, which is, like, a really touching scene. Um, overall, and I think they both acted really fucking well, but all I could think was like, oh my god, if anybody on set fucked up that shot, they would have had to just like completely dry Daniel Craig off, yeah. get him a new suit, bring in a hair dryer, like spend 10 minutes resetting everything, like so that you could have that moment of like, he is fully dry and yeah. like enters the shower with her, and it's one shot, so it's like they don't yeah. fake it. And it's like, damn, I really hope they got that on the first try. Yeah, I can only otherwise. imagine what a nightmare it would have been to reset for that shot. Oh, God, that's true. That's horrible. I do. So he does. I mean, because the entire time, well, obviously, like the first time you see, um, I don't know her name because she's not a character. But the woman that he has sex with earlier in the movie, uh, like the first time she enters screen, I'm like, oh, yeah. The thing about the James Bond movie is that they like really ogle women. And uh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And like. Well, but but the thing is, is he doesn't sleep with her, which is he, really cool. He does it, which is cool. He mostly, it was the thing where I'm like. He, he gets he gets all the way there to get the information out of her. Yeah. And then he calls, and like, it's such, a, it's such an he asshole. He calls line, his spy mommy, and he's like, nah, I couldn't figure out anything. Well, no, but then he calls the room service. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's like, the champagne. Like, can I get a bottle of champagne, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah. And he goes, oh, no, just for one. Click, yeah, click. Please. Yeah, cool. Um, Like. It is the thing where I watched that. I was like, so James Bond is horny, but he knows how to, he knows how to keep it together. That's good. That's good. Right. Important well, it's like, it's like the thing is, is the, the whole James Bond thing for 50 fucking years before yeah. this is James Bond is such a good spy that he gets all the information out of them. And then it's so cool that they sleep with him anyway. Anyway, yeah. And like his, <laughs> this whole thing. And he's like, oh no, I was just like, quote unquote, seducing her in order to like, to ask her questions and he goes back and, and then out of her. And like, like, i don't actually give a shit like bye like i got my information like i'm i'm, I'm a spy like yeah which i think uh, is cool because like i don't know like that is typically like the femme fatale thing mm -hmm. of just like oh i'm going to seduce you and like get all the secrets out of you and then like i am not actually into you yeah. it's like it's fun that james bond gets to do that <laughs> in this movie he's the femme he's the mask fatale uh yeah it's uh, he gets to do that also i and then you get this i do like the setup of the, the the whole joke he's about you know they do jokes about how she's married and then later he's talking to eva green he's like oh you're not my type and she's like i don't know what she says but he's like oh my you're single then that's the joke but then later she's not single she has a boyfriend who knew that, 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 it was yeah. correct he was a foreshadowing yeah uh, yeah yeah it's, it's good it's good it's yeah and it's like I will say, because the beginning of this movie, they like ogle because the Eva Green depiction is like pretty good and they ogle her at the beginning. And then that doesn't really happen a lot for the rest of the movie. I'm like, yeah, they've got like one foot in the like, we can just endlessly ogle women. It's not a problem. And one foot in the like, I don't know. We don't want to be like gross about it. Yeah, though, like, do we? Like, I mean, let's not be like, let's show a bunch of sexy ladies in bikinis. Like, that's fine. That's part of it. But like, let's not be weird about it. <laughs> Which, like, hey, let me, as a straight man, let me go on the record and say I am very okay with movies that show sexy ladies in bikinis. I am cool with that. Um, but, like, you know, don't but be, you gotta be gross cool about, about it. it. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, come on, movie. Keep it in your pants, all right? But, uh, yeah, no, it's 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 cool. Yeah, D Daniel Craig's just cool. The movie is cool. Um, man, I mean, them having that fight on the top of the crane I was talking about, that's fucking yeah. cool. The fact that he wins an Aston Martin from the guy and then the whole movie's like, we, he doesn't even, we don't need to even need to see him fucking drive it that much. You just know that like. Yeah. Well, and like, I don't know. Um, that was really great. Mm -hmm. um, and the fucking, the fucking, we got to talk about it, the car flip. Yeah. Oh, oh, the car flip is fucking cool. Because it's, it's so cool. It's the thing we talk about, especially you, Caroline, all the time. Like, oh yeah, they just flipped a car. Yeah. They yeah. just they're like, well, let's get a car and let's fucking, you know, however they did it, let's put it on a, you know, pull it or push it or whatever. And we're just gonna flip it. And we're gonna film it. Right. And like we don't have to do a bunch of like crazy intense uh cutting and editing around mm -hmm. to make it look cool. It's like, hey, here's the deal. If you take a really sexy muscle car, well, it's not a muscle car, but like a yeah. really sexy, sleek luxury car and throw it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty neat. 
Yeah. Pretty cool. Oh, Pretty cool to watch. Cause it's like, and I do like the bit of like, he's like, I gotta, you know, go to find Vespa. He's tracking her down. He's like driving real fast. And then she's in the middle of the road. It's pretty cool. They pull like a, you know, Le Chivre pulls like a dick dastardly, like put the, put the woman on the train tracks bit. And then he, yes. he just steers away at the last bit. Yeah, it's like really oh, cool. Oh, it's so cool. And, it's it, very and, cool. It, and, it, and as somebody who has seen this movie now probably five times, I know it's coming because it's like a big set piece of the film. It is, it is always such a shock. Oh yeah. Because it is that thing of like, there's no setup for it. And it is like they, they credit to the fucking filmmakers like it is that thing where it's like it's like you are watching james bond so you see the car blazing down Mm -hmm. the road and you cut into the car and he's so casual and it is just that like not even like an intense like hard-boiled like i'm a man on a mission but like just the thing i was like no like i'm just a man on a mission like i gotta get to where i'm going fast and i know how to drive this car super fast and then you just get that maybe one second shot of like from the like the the grill of the car of just beating towards her and just for like half a second you see her eyes like yeah like show just absolute fear and then it just cuts back to james cutting the wheel and then the car just tumbles mm. and it's really fucking cool. incredible it's really cool there's and a lot of good the thing is is like it's i mean good. yeah like the thing is is obviously it's very hard to um like like the the, the technology required to throw a car mm-hmm. like that is very big and it's not easy and i'm not i i'm not here to suggest that it is easy but it's like it is a three-shot sequence yeah like you don't have to manufacture anything james bond's in the or i guess it's a four-shot sequence yeah james bond's driving you see that he's about to hit the girl he cuts the wheel and then you throw a car four shots yeah 15 seconds fucking cool it blows my mind every time I watch it. It's, it's really the coolest cool. thing I've ever seen. Because then if you just throw a car, it's really cool to watch. And then cut right to Dick Smash and Share. And then it's off to the exactly, races. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Smash cut to Dick Smash, you know? <laughs> Fucking stupid. Uh, oh god. Um in the in the in the last one, in the last Craig Bond that came out last year, it's uh Anna de Armas is the Bond girl, right? Yes. That's very exciting to me. Yes. That's 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 very they, they, exciting. They reteam. They reteam. Oh, so oh, good. But it's uh, like I need to see chem- that. Their chemistry in knives out is so good, but it's not romantic. Right. To to cut to, they're gonna have chemistry, but it's going to be romantic. Hmm. Well, and I could be wrong. I believe the twist with this with this final Bond girl of the final Craig movie, I believe is that like they don't even get romantic at all. Like I believe okay. it's like it's like the father daughter. Like she's, a, she's an. I don't think it's father daughter, but I think she's another agent, and I okay. think that like the sexual tension is probably pretty palpable, but I don't think it ever goes into anything romantic. I, think I they are. you know, I'm gonna go ahead and say that if you put Anna Darmus in a room with anyone, the sexual tension is pretty palpable. Right, even if yeah. there's none coming from her. Have you all uh, seen? Everyone is going to. There's everybody is going to get very tense because boy, how do they want to smooch? Um, I mean, have you seen Deep Water? No. Have you all seen to. Deep Water? Not yet. Uh, it's bad, but you should watch it. It's really bad. Oh, that brings that I made a big circle. Okay, so we're nearing the end here. I think we do need to talk. I think I mentioned it the first half because I'm a big Dev Patel for Bond stan. Yeah, sure. That's where I'm at right now. And I am fine with that. I don't really yes. have an opinion. Recently, a thing came out where it was like the the leaked three that they're looking at, and it's like two of them, like both good choices, but also so stupid obvious, and they've been uh, talked about forever. Elba Can, and Hardy. Yes, correct. Yes. And then the third Which one. Which is like they're too old. They're, they're too old. That's oh, this is no. I had this conversation with our our friend Chloe yesterday because she sent me the thing, and I was like, those are both good choices, but they're too obvious and they're too old. Like both of those guys would well, be and great, they're online. But they're too old. Casting. Yeah, their like, online fan casting is a thing. They could only do it. They could do like two movies, and then they'd be aged, aged out of it. Like, um, yeah, because Craig the, was Craig was thirty eight when he started, so a little bit yeah. older, and but, he was um, pretty long in the tooth at that point. Yeah, um, and Tom Hardy is Tom Hardy's forty four now, so he's six years older now than mm-hmm. when Craig's when Craig's first movie came out. Yeah, so Craig probably started filming it. Elba's like, like seven his... years older than Craig Bond. And Idris Elba... It's like in his I mean, 50s, he's got that, right? He's got that salt in his beard right now. I mean, like, look, and it's hot. It's good. It, but... it does it for me, but like... Okay, he's actually... He's only 49. Okay, all um, right. 
I guess he's just really embracing the gray because I definitely thought he was older than that. Looks good on him. It's, I mean, the gray I, looks you know, great, but it's great. you know, but, but I guess you, the thing is, it's like, the thing is, is Idris Elba is 49 years old, which yeah. means if he gets a 15 year run, he's going to be 65 in his last yeah. movie. He's gonna which, be the dude's hot. Yeah. But like, I'm not saying he can't do it, but yeah, but he'd be geriatric, but okay. But the third one was a guy that I had to look. I literally asked Chloe. I was like, who is this guy? Is Jacob Alordi? Do you know that guy? Oh, the guy Not? from uh, the guy from oh fuck me, Euphoria. Yeah, from Euphoria. Okay, oh. one one. Here's my thing. One, he's Australian, so no. Two, no, stop. You know what other? You know what he's in? Deep Water. Uh, gross, bad. Didn't like him. Don't like huh. his energy. He look. He looks like he's a frat boy. I don't like it. You know who I want? He looks so Ew. not suave. Lawrence Pugh. <laughs> I I would take it. Jane Bond. I'd take it. I she's hot and uh, would be cool to see her shoot people in the face. It, it would be cool. Correct. Yeah. Um, let me think. Oh God, Carson, who is he's like your dream fan cast for Dev Patel. I've said this. Dev Patel. Well, okay, okay. He's but that's he's like that's swab? one you have seen online that you are getting on board with. Is he uh, like your number one? I mean, I don't know if he's probably my number one. I don't know if. I don't, now I'm trying to think. Did I see that? Did somebody else say that? Or did I come to that on my own? And then some, I saw somebody say it. I Maybe you did. I don't know. I have, I seen, know. It. I have my, seen it as a fan cast. I've seen that. My, yeah. my, thing with, my thing with Dev Patel is that like post-green night and especially seeing him dressed in a suit, like post-green night, I'm like, this guy is British. This guy is suave. And like, those are the two things you need. Like British suave can like lead an, acting, an action movie. Definitely. And I'm like, that'd be good. Good to have a man of color in there. Good. Cool. Yeah. 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 Um, and I mean, like, I think that, um, especially in this day and age, like, you get to yeah. the fact that James Bond is an extraordinarily imperialist character. Yes, yeah, you, you I think want a that, um, I think that a, a good filmmaker and a good screenwriter could play with that tension very well. Uh, yeah, kind of, you know, like, what does the how does us rooting for a guy mm-hmm. who is going out and extra judicial, extra judicially asserting the power of the British Empire. Yeah. <laughs> and country. the fact that we've been rooting for him for 70 years. What does that mean? And what does that especially mean to um, folks who have been colonized historically? Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, I think there's an interesting helps. take you could go with the Dev Patel bot. Not that you would have to, but I think you would no. kind of have to wrestle with that. A little you, bit. you could, if you're smart about it, you could, you know, you could do it really low key, but you could still let them shoot dudes in the head and, be oh cool yeah, and, like, be British and bang ladies. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, it's the oh, fuck. I mean, look, it all like the first Kingsman movie kind of already did it, but like that movie is very satirically about how like, uh, you know, how like stuffy proper British imperialism is so much better than boorish capitalist American imperialism. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but yeah, no, Dev Patel's probably my number one. I'm trying to think. I mean. Again, I don't hate Idris or Hardy, but they're such fan casty guys and they're too old. I mean, Idris would be great because he's just the suavest man alive. He's just so cool. Hardy would be great because he's handsome, but he's got such a weird fucking energy. Like he'd be a very weird James Bond. Yeah. Um, um, there's an article that dropped an hour ago. Mm. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. That says, next James Bond, Tom Hardy blows race wide open against Henry Cavill. Oh fuck that! Yeah, it's no. way too obvious. I love Henry Cavill, but no, I do too. too. Obvious. I love and that. Just let him do another man from Uncle. Might another man from Uncle. Yeah, he's already he's in the Mission Impossible. He's already been a spy. Like my pick, uh, my well, I I do think Florence Pugh would be fun, but uh, Roger Jean Page. Uh, did you the guys Bridgerton watch guy? the Bridgerton guy? Yeah, he's definitely handsome. He's British and he's handsome. I know nothing else about him. Okay, I literally I just searched British actors to like get a get a look. Hmm. I'm I'm gonna say Ooh. not to go, and I this is this is just shooting from the hip here, not to go too um full circle with how th- uh this th- this portion of the podcast began, but like Robert Pattinson would be a good James. Oh Bond. fuck, Pattinson. Robert could Pattinson do would it. be a pretty good James Pattinson Bond. could do it. Okay, so I'm looking at my Wikipedia list or my Google list of British actors, and two names immediately popped out to me. And I and I, I think they're both kind of joke choices, but they would both be interesting. Uh Chiwetel Ejiofor, also a little old, 
but handsome man, very suave, can lead an action yeah. movie. Um, I don't know that he's got the right energy for it. I don't know if he's quite suave enough. Uh, but you know the other one? Hey, if you were to get, if you were to make James Bond old, if you were to make James Bond old man James Bond, Daniel Day Lewis. Oh my God, shut up, Carson. <laughs> um, It'd be good. He would never do it in a billion million years, but it would be no. good. I am, one, I am one movie, also, one old man Bond movie, yeah. Logan, but for Bond with Daniel am, Day Lewis. Yeah, I am also looking at just generic um, list of English actors, and I think this has been floated before, but John Boyega. That's oh, what I was about to say. Yeah, um, because he's he's the only person on this list who's like younger than eighty, and um, also he's extremely charming. Yes. Um, Damn. You know who? Oh, also, I didn't know that Daniel Kaluuya scared. is. Um, I didn't know that Daniel Kaluuya is British. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Dan- um, Daniel Kaluuya is a really good actor. He is also. A he does. Li- he does an American accent. He's, incredibly he well. does. He's so. Good and he does American several accent. different American accents very well. Like across, across his movies, he's maybe a little too character actory for me. But John yeah. Boyega, John Boyega, John Boyega, good, would be good. choice. John um, Boyega, a really good choice. Yeah, I think John Boyega and Robert Pattinson would be my go-to. And because oh, uh, John Boyega is super, John Boyega is super handsome. And he's, he's so handsome. If you, do you follow his Instagram, that man is charismatic. He is yeah. wow. Uh, you know what you do is you do it like fuck. You do it like Tenet. You make John Boyega Bond, and then fucking Robert Pattinson is his Q or whatever. That would be cool. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Be pretty um, cool. I bet whoever we're going to get is, I don't know, I'm interested. I think it will be dumb, and uh, they'll probably, probably go with something obvious and stupid, and I yep. hope they don't go with something obvious and stupid. But they're going to. Like, if Henry Cavill gets it, I'm not, I'm going to be a little mad. It's going to be, I mean, the thing is, I feel like, anyway, um, coming back to Casino Royale a little yeah, bit, yeah. the radical shift in Bond from Brosden to Craig and just the radical shift in how Bond is written and portrayed that you get with Casino Royale. If you... <sighs> Henry Cavill is almost a return to Brosden in yeah. a way. He's that, so like, conventionally in... attractive. He's so conventionally attractive and he is so like what Hollywood... Like he has superhero body, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so what Hollywood is looking for in an action star right now at this time, that like, I think Henry Cavill is a very good actor. I yeah. like Henry Cavill a lot. Um, I don't think you can get anything more interesting in a Henry Cavill bond than really hot buff guy shoot spies. Yes. I really don't think you can play with the meaning of Bond in the way that you can with Daniel Craig, who has such a striking look that is a little conventionally unattractive, but also very handsome and but also just has that like fucking steely sadness yeah. behind his eyes. Henry Cavill I don't is... think you get anything more interesting uh out of Henry Cavill. Yeah, I think you I, Henry Cavill's almost a step back, and I think that yeah. like you know, much like much like with Batman, when you reinvent, when you reboot, you have to go a different route. You just have to like yeah. it's just baked into the pie of like okay, we're starting Batman again, so like we need to like okay, so we did super gritty realism, we did like uh pop art deco gothic uh in the nineties, you know, like what do we do now? Okay, mm-hmm. we make it very long Halloween, very year one, very eighties nineties, like yeah. dark and dark and bleak but also rain to have to do that with bond and i don't think cavill is doing that in any interesting way in a way that i think john boyega could be really really cool yeah you know and dev patel is dev patel Patel would be very he's got a real sadness to those eyes has a a weight behind him that i think could be very interesting to play with in the world. The thing Bond. about Dev Patel that I like is that you could, every time he kills a guy, you could see in his eyes that he didn't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. And I always think too, like if you think of the Green Knight, like um, mm-hmm. Dev Patel has in the Green Knight, he has this, um, this like, this frustrated ambition to him in that yeah. movie. Yeah. That is like, is this you thing can... of like, I am like, I am like, he is almost like, I mean, it's what the Green Knight is about is yeah. like, forcing meaning onto something where there inherently is yep. none and him trying to like 
make what he is doing the most important thing in the world and him like frustrated with like, I am on this mission and no matter what I do, I can't seem to accomplish this mission. Yeah. I think uh, would be a very interesting twist yeah. to Bond. Who Pre- is, Cause he is, he is, he is so cool on the surface and so just boiling Broken, over the yeah. top on the inside. And I think that like Bond who his, like where Craig is, very cool on the outside, but dead on the inside. I think you can have that a very interesting like tenacity on the inside where James Bond is historically very cool on the outside because he's very mm-hmm. cool on the inside. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah, Prince Hal, but Bond, pretty cool. Not a bad idea. Pretty fucking cool. Pretty fucking cool. Well, I think we've solved James Bond. I think we fixed it. This is why Caroline and I should just run Hollywood. I think, I think so too. I think you know. we have great ideas. Yeah. Um, and our, our our I think our pitch for the Batman part two that we came up with during our Phantasm episode mm-hmm. over on Patreon.com, I think is a really, really, really cool pitch. And it's Hollywood a good should give us millions of dollars because yep. we are cool and smart and like movies. Mr. and Miss Hollywood right here. All right, Corey, yeah. uh, would you like to tell the fine folks at home where they can find us if they like this? I would very much. If you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review also really helps out the visibility of the show. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pod. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd and TikTok at pod. Very special thank you to our patrons. If you'd like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pod. We have multiple levels, all with their own perks. Like I said, if you're interested in hearing more, please head over to patreon.com slash pod. Hell yeah. Thank you. So before so I got I, Casino yeah. Royale this week, so I'm off the hook for knowing what we're doing. Yeah, I don't. So uh, before I go and dump out the rest of this cashew milk, uh, uh, Corey, what is, is next week? A, is next week the big one? No. You keep trying. You keep trying. We do it every single week. No, next well, week. Well, because I we know, recorded it like three weeks ago. I, yeah, I know what next week is. Okay. Do I? I think I do. Okay. So next week, Caroline, do you want to know what we're doing next week? I, I would love to. Okay. If I I'm, genuinely do not know. If I'm correct about this, it stays. And if I'm wrong, we cut it all out. <laughs> next week, we're going to be doing the Anton Fuqua film, Training Day. Yeah! yeah I got it! Nodding. I yes. got it! Yes! Okay, I am very excited for Training Denzel, Day. Denzel! 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 <laughs> uh, you know um, who should be Bond? Ethan Hawke, send me. Um, that would old be man Ethan Hawke. Nah, he's American. It doesn't work. Uh, um, no, he can. Speaking of old man Ethan Hawke, I don't know if y'all are watching Moon Knight. It is fine, but Ethan Hawke is think so I, good. So I've it. heard. So he I sure heard. does. I sure did rewatch uh, Before Midnight the other day and cry at it. So, and The Northman. So I've been in a real Ethan Hawke like thing recently. I do need to get a Moon Knight and start watching. And I'm gonna rewatch Trading Day. Oh my god, so much good Hawke. And Denzel, and you know that just makes me like John David Washington was. You know, if he was an American, he could be a pretty good Bond. Yeah, he's really he's charming. he's he's very charming, but he is he's so, really fucking. Charming. He's also very fucking American though. Like he, I don't yeah. think that he could he could be that like suave charming. But he's really charming. Yeah, very charming. Okay. Uh, well, we love you all. We'll see you next week when we talk about Trading Day.